0: Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success Family co hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now, on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success Fam. Just before we get into the interview, this is just a brief message. Uh, this is actually a recording of the two thousand and twenty-one Superconscious Success Summit interviews. If you do want to check out the introductory for all of the guests, then you can go across to our Superconscious Success YouTube channel, where you'll be able to find all the introductions. These particular podcast interviews will be the interview only. Okay, thank you. Now let's get on to the interview. superconscious success fam welcome back to another amazing interview on the superconscious success super summit in this interview we are going to be talking to an amazing woman called margaret loftus if you have not yet listened to her personal story you must go across to youtube and check that out because she will go into how she actually became involved in the, the enneagram <laughs> I've got it right that time and um, and in this interview we're going to be going through what an enneagram is and why it can play an important role in discovering your purpose how it can help you to raise your level of consciousness um, what your nine personality stop what the nine personality styles are um, how they can help with leadership emotional intelligence communication skills and so much more um, I am a beginner on this myself, but Margaret is going to, I'm going to be learning right alongside you. So I'm really, really excited about this. So hey, Margaret, how are you today? Oh, hello,
1: Jen. I'm well, thank you. I'm um, just to say that I'm actually on holiday, so that's why I'm outside. And- Fantastic.
0: No better place to be when you're on holidays <laughs> is out in nature, huh? And you're in your backyard? Y- yeah, I'm up on the veranda at the house I'm staying at, yeah nice nice and you've got family around you and all sorts at the moment so. yes I have, I have uh
1: yeah kids working from home as as in young adults job yes. because of covid but yeah
0: i have that's why i'm out on the veranda <laughs> fantastic fantastic okay so today we're actually going to be talking about the enneagram and um and you've got some really important information to let us know about uh you are actually going to be doing a workshop in the vip day so if people haven't yet signed up for that, that's on the final day of this summit. And um, and it allows you to, there's going to be six workshops that are going to be done on that day. And um, the Enneagram is one, so that we can start to really delve into who our true self is, delve into those personality styles, because of course, we can only cover so much in an interview. So um, a workshop's a lot more, like a lot more interaction, um, but it's yeah it's an option if you want to delve deeper and if you look at the introduction video at YouTube then Margaret has actually got into some other options if you live within Melbourne that can help you learn a bit more too so let's start off Margaret by just going into what is an en- the Enneagram and how important is it when it comes to spirituality and also discovering your purpose mm. Well, the Enneagram
1: is an ancient wisdom system. Mm-hmm. Um, they reckon it could be two, three thousand years old, uh, but it, it has incredible insight into what drives people, the way they think, feel, and behave. Um, it's it also helps us bypass, or not bypass, uh, because it's nothing about spiritual bypassing. It's about actually doing the work. Yeah, it helps us recognise some of the patterns of behaviour that that have we've developed from a very young age and we all do it. Um, mm-hmm. a, it's a, actually the ego defense system that we developed from a very young age that we need and uh, we will always need that part of us but we have to understand how it drives us sometimes in ways that are not very helpful for us mm-hmm. so, so as a young child we, we developed something that worked for us as a young child but then as we get older and we keep repeating these patterns they 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 no longer work for us, and that's where we start to develop all these defensive reactivity and and uh, things like that. So having a bit of insight into why you have what's what what sort of things will trigger you and how you react from those triggers, once you have an awareness around it, it no longer needs to drive you. So it's not something you have to work really hard at; mm-hmm. it's a matter of being aware of
0: it okay so so this actually so this actually starts from a very young age when we're actually children and we have had belief systems um that have been created does this have to do with the belief systems that we're talking about it starts before that it's more mm-hmm. you know it's
1: always the question nature and nurture you know mm-hmm. made this way are we born this way i think it's a bit of both yeah I think certainly come out with a certain sort of temperament and then it's how you respond to some of those very early childhood experiences um that that forms this personality side of us
0: okay so so when we use the enneagram um how is it that it actually helps us to raise our consciousness
1: well as we talked about before the enneagram shows us what this performing false self is. Mm. This defensive part of us that we've used, you know, it, it, to to get us where we are in life, and yeah. and some of it can be very, it can be positive, but but if it becomes this unconscious driving motivation that we're not aware of, it then takes hold of us and it just runs our whole life. Mm-hmm. So what the Enneagram helps us is, is to do is to see beyond the defenses into what is our true nature? What is the essence of us? What is it? Who was I really born to be? And mm-hmm. who am I essentially, my essential nature. And that's, that hasn't got the defences. It's it's that way mm-hmm. of being in the world. That is who we're meant to be. So the more we, we become aware of the other parts of us, the more we're starting to understand the gifts of our nature um, and the, the things that are going to help us find out our place in the world. Really, what what's, what what is it that we're really called to do in this life
0: yeah fantastic so so when we talk about the enneagram there are nine different personality types and so i would like us to go into what those what those personality types are and as we were talking before you were saying that sometimes it can take a very long time to figure out what your type is um and so what are some ways that we can begin to do that so if we go into the nine personality types that would be fantastic Mm, okay yes i just it is something that takes time so a lot of
1: people get discouraged because they can't quite nut it at Mm -hmm. first but that's often just a matter of understanding yourself as you get to understand yourself a bit more um you start to land, what we call land. But don't try to type yourself too quickly. I've had people come to workshops that are so sure, they've they've done a test online and they're so sure they're a certain type. Yeah. And then when you start to work with the system, they realise it's actually not them. And when they do eventually land, that it's all of a sudden this, aha, of course. And then they start to blossom. Yeah. So that's what they don't people... Uh, need not be too worried if they're not going to find their type. Funnily enough, I'll go through the types and you'll probably pick a lot of people in your life. Oh, I know, that's my husband, that's my son. But when it comes to yourself, it's a bit harder.
0: Okay, okay. And and let (laughs) me
1: say you... Pe- people that do this work at a deep level say you really shouldn't be typing other people because as I said this is not so much about what you see in someone mm. behavior it's what's driving the behavior so you might have three people all behaving in the same way but why are they doing it mm-hmm. and, and they're coming from a different style okay so I usually start with the Enneagram by saying we all have three centers of intelligence we have the head the heart and the gut mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, and within each of those centers of intelligence, we have three Enneagram styles. So I'll start with the gut center. Now the gut center is um, interesting enough, the gut center is run by anger. That's the driving force.
0: Okay. We
1: have three types in that center um, that use anger in a different way. So we have what we call the type, one type is called the, oh, it's the, the powerful person, they're the type eights. Uh, they're the people that experience anger immediately and they it can express anger easily so they, they're quite they actually use anger as a bit of a friend in a way but they, they don't feel worried if they come out and express what they're thinking and feeling and um, can be angry they like to take charge they're mm-hmm. strong. they can be the smallest person in the room but their energy is large so they they just you just notice them you know they're these powerful people um, can be good leaders when they're healthy uh when they're unhealthy not so good <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, yeah um,
1: so but their anger anger as i said is 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 direct and out and you know. not mm,
0: okay And we have and so so these particular people when they when they direct this anger out is that a way for them to release the the energy like are these these sort of people do they get over it quickly afterwards or is it like an outburst and then all of a sudden they're they're over it or how does that work
1: well that's a good question um it depends i talk about the health levels of each child. Yeah. so when when they're unhealthy they, they can be very angry people they're just angry people all the time and okay. um and they sort of have anger but when they're a bit more healthy and understand the anger as we know anger is a good emotion to have it's just mm-hmm. how we use it anger can be a good motivator yeah. I often say when people come to me that are quite depressed, I often work with anger because, as we know, frozen anger can be a cause of depression. So anger has been demonised over the years, but all emotions are good.
0: It's and hard- when you, I'm oh, sorry for interrupting, but when you work on the vibration scale mm. and you you look at the depression, anxiety, those emotions, mm. and anger is actually a step up from that because mm. it's actually it's actually moving to a place where actually you're expressing it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. If you have ever done any work with the vibration scale, you'll notice, as Margaret said, it can be a positive thing, but only if you were, use it healthily.
1: Well, also to pay attention to what it's saying, anger is usually telling you yeah. that something's wrong. Mm-hmm so and I say to people it's okay to feel the anger it's just how you express it that's that's where it can be wrong so dealing with healthy anger or or dealing healthfully with anger is a very positive thing and sometimes we need to be angry actually Mm -hmm. you know and to think that we can't be is a problem yeah so that's that's one type and then we have the next type the type nines they're called the peacemakers
0: Mm -hmm. uh
1: and these are people that uh they also have anger but you never see it yeah they, have, they sit on their anger and they hate any form of conflict um, they love to create um, harmony around them and they've developed all these strategies to sort of bring harmony into their life but what's interesting is that even though they call the peacemaker it's really about keeping peace for themselves
0: yeah because
1: say they're in charge of a team or even in a, a parent in a family if there's something conflict that needs to be resolved and they're avoiding that they're actually mm. not causing peace for other people they're actually causing a lot of frustration in other people yeah so so part of the work for the nine is to get in touch with their anger and feel it and mm-hmm. that can be motivation for action yeah. There are also people that uh, they they use their anger passive aggressively yeah so they they can become very stubborn mm-hmm. even though they're lovely you might ask them to do something and they'll say yes they'll do it but they have no intention of doing it but they don't yes. want to say they no. They just don't want
0: the conflict.
1: They don't want the conflict of saying no.
0: Okay. So,
1: yeah. But they're also, they call the mediator as well because they also, their energy goes out to other people. They disperse their energy and have a sense of what other people are thinking and know and, and to the expense of what they really know about themselves. Yeah. So another bit of work for the, for the type nines is actually to find their own voice. Mm-hmm. They have it, they're just not in touch with it. So that's the nines. And then we have the type ones. These are called the good people of perfectionist. They also have anger Yeah. You, because the good person shouldn't be angry. They think their anger is always just below the surface and it comes out as like an irritation. So they always feel like they could just explode any moment. And they, the thing about, oh. them, they're very critical and judgmental people, um, but they're, they're judgmental of others because they're very hard on themselves. They, have, they set themselves very high standards. Mm-hmm. They're very, um, and they always have an idea of what thing how should, things should be, in, according to their worldview. Yeah. So they're okay. You're okay with them if you're fitting into their what they think things should be. But if you're not, then you feel this criticism and anger sort of come out.
0: So do you find that? So. If you if you don't fit within their realms of expectations, because it comes down to expectations, doesn't it, with those sort of people? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then that's when that's when they'll start to explode, and that's when the anger will start to come out. And well, yet, okay. when, when someone does fit in the expectations, then then they tend to be okay.
1: Well, <laughs> there's a scale in here. Once again, it's to, to healthy and unhealthy, healthy and unhealthy. Yeah. Okay. So when someone is totally unaware of of this how they're they're driving, they they will explode a bit more often and and the thing about the anger of the type one is it's very direct, it's like an arrow to the heart, they just know how to get you, and you feel
0: huh, you yeah
1: know? um very critical. Um, but but as I say, you have to be compassionate with them because they're very hard on themselves too, and because they're this they have this perfectionist nature, they are always putting a lot of um a lot of expectation on themselves. And because they have such high expectations on themselves, they have a lot of high expectations on someone else. They're the sort of people, for instance, that, for instance, they won't reward themselves with a break until their task is done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're And
1: But they're also great to have on your team because if you give them a task to do, you know that they will do
0: it and they'll do it well. It's Uh, interesting because as you're going going through this, like you said at the start, you start to picture people in your life that – we see like this, and whether they do or not. Um, but the interesting thing is, once somebody has recognized their the enneagram that they sort of like fit into, because they do you find that they can actually fit into multiple enneagrams?
1: Uh, we have all the types in us, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but only one will be
0: your particular will be type. dominant. Yes, uh, we, can,
1: we, we can access all the types. And we'll talk a bit maybe now, it's, we haven't got the time, but it's, it, it, there's a symbol to the Enneagram. There's a lot of lines and things in it. And, um, and that shows you that you have access when you're under stress, you'd actually go to a type and pick up some of the uh, behaviors of that type. And when you're in a good relaxed state, you go in another direction. So part of the growth work is understanding what, what energies of other types you need to bring into yourself.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well, we'll keep going on with this okay. because I'm sure we can learn a lot more about that in the actual workshop. So, um, okay, so, so let's go. We have into the next slide, which is the yep. heart centre. These mm-hmm. are the heart centres, um, and these people
1: are very much around image, and uh, their their motivation is sort of about connection and disconnection. So their emphasis is always on how can I stay connected, mm-hmm. and. Um, but they do it in three different ways. So we have type two, which is called the helper and they're people that feel that to be loved and to get the the affection and and attention they need, they have to help people. Mm. And so they concentrate on meeting the needs of other people. But interestingly, not, not always, not, not necessarily everyone. Um, that they help people where they feel there's something in it for them
0: <laughs> right okay yes mm-hmm. at one level
1: so there's and one of the we talk about the passions and 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 the but they also have a bit of pride around this so they like to be seen as this the helpful person and they, okay. they are they're lovely and once again their they, their energy goes out to other people and they feel they seem to know the needs of other people almost before they do Okay. But they don't. But they don't pay attention to their own needs. Mm-hmm. These people can often help. Be always helping other people, going out, doing things for other people, and they burn out. They can burn out. Yep. So they're always thinking, how can I stay connected? Okay, if I help someone and help people, then I I know they'll like me, and I can stay connected to them. Okay. So that's the type two. I mean, I'm only as you can understand. Yes. This is. I'm doing a very brief overview to a very complex system. Absolutely okay? yes. We only have a limited amount of time. So then, the next next centre is is called is the type three, and they're called the successful person. Mm-hmm. These people are connected, are heart centred, but they actually bypass the heart. They, they they actually are not in touch with their feelings, and instead they have this the mask to the world because mm-hmm. to become successful, they need to be what they need to be to whoever's they're with. They sometimes call the chameleon
0: mm-hmm. yes
1: because they can change change their shape a bit depending on who they're with to impress people so they can be seen as a successful person and they they often are successful they just know how to become successful people but the emphasis is always on I must be successful and therefore if I'm not successful then I feel this disconnection so they they get their um, sense of themselves through
0: being successful okay and then and they and both
1: all the heart centers if they feel disconnection the the emotion they experience is sadness
0: okay yeah. is that is that when is that when they tend to like you say sadness so you're not talking about depression sadness well, you, you just can talk,
1: go for that Yeah, you can, can go, go there okay yeah. yep. depends, yeah. so then we've got the type uh four now these these people um Oh, there's, there's various names for, the, for them um, they can be called the, the individualist the um, special person the romantic and these are the artistic one one a lot of artists artistic people fall into this category but not all but not all people that need to be artistic to be in this type but they're the people have they experience a huge a great range of emotions mm-hmm. so they are the people that can actually feel quite comfortable in melancholy it's a, a place they know quite well like they can sit in that space for a couple of days and and it's from here they feel things very deeply and and this is where this sense that they feel a bit special comes from because <coughs> they have a sense that no one really understands life like i do excuse me no like so and then they can also experience great joy yeah so they have this qu- quite a vast experience of emotions. Um, so and and also they, they like to be a little bit unique. They you often you can often tell what people wear, what types they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the fours this this the fours are often a little bit quirky in their dress. You know, just just something a little bit quirky. Yeah, to be a little bit different, they like to stand out a little bit. I can give you a funny example in a workshop I had um, a couple of years ago. There was a young Young woman in in the group, and I often go around at the end and ask them something about what they got from the from the, the workshop, and they said, "Well, I came in, and she said I was really disappointed to find out that there were other fours here because that meant I wasn't the only one." Oh, and I, I could <laughs> see how they would think that. <laughs> and I like to be a little bit unique. Yeah. Thank so God. they're the heart centres, mm-hmm. and now we go to the head centres. And the, first, the the type five, they're sometimes called the observer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, as I said, the head centers; all the energy goes to the, like that's where they go, the energy's in the head. And these people have at some stage understood that um, life's a bit hectic, you know, um, when they're young. And so they learned to observe life. They, they found life was too much in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. they stepped out of life and they become this person that tends to observe a bit. They find big social gatherings. They don't like big social gatherings, even groups. They're, very, mm. they're quite a one-to-one. Um, they they like to absorb information and knowledge. often think, often pick people, I say to them, you know, it feels like you've got a filing cabinet in your head. So if I ask you a question, out comes this bit of information, they put it back. You ask them, out comes another bit. They just sort of have... Yeah, little... they just absorb so much, yeah. And the, and the thing that, that motivates all the head centres is fear.
0: Okay. So
1: fear and anxiety. So the, the, the fear is eased with the fives, this type, if they have knowledge and understanding of things. Mm-hmm. If they don't know, they feel anxious. So they get the information they need so that they it eases their anxiety. Okay. And sometimes a little bit... Um, one of the things names they put around this type is stingy I don't like that word so much it's more that they, they retain yeah they, they feel they're very self-sufficient they don't need a lot of stuff or anything mm-hmm. they um and in this sort of retention can also be not only in their material things but also in themselves as a personality so they don't give a lot of themselves mm. they're, they're close intimate. Is probably the the one, but most of the time, people feel a little bit um, disconnected from them. Okay. So that's that's the type five. Um, then we have the type six, and we have it's interesting. The type six is an interesting one because we have uh, the phobic and the counterphobic in this. Now they're the centre of the head triad, so they're the most fearful of all the types. Mhm. Uh, and the way they ease, ease their anxiety is to to be certain. So. Okay uncertainty is what drives their fear so if they're not sure what's going to happen they feel anxious yeah. So they're great um, uh, they like one of the names we give to these people is the questioner hmm they're also called the loyal trooper they are very loyal they can be very loyal um, so they're always wanting and they're always thinking worst-case scenario they tend to find they always find the worst-case scenario of what can happen Uh, so that's what makes them anxious but the other thing because of this they learn to plan so they're great planners Mm. so for instance if they go on a holiday they won't just pack the car and go they'll think okay well we might have a flat tire so let's pack two flat two spares and we won't we might need a we might just need a mobile phone we'll also in case we get out of range we might need a satellite phone so they you know they take it for wet, wet weather and and hot weather so if they feel Everything's prepared for, then mm. their anxiety can listen. So, so they're hyper vigilant about security and safety. Yeah. And so the counterphobic, though, the counterphobic can feel the fear, but then they push right back against it and do quite dangerous things. And okay. uh, they can actually appear like that type eight, the powerful person, but they're not, because they're not driven by anger, they're driven by fear. Mm. So. But the same thing—it's—it's it's, it's this worst-case scenario. But I'm not going to let that—that that, uh, stop me doing things. I'm just going to do it. But they'll only do it once. Yeah, <laughs> Skydive, but just once, so that they prove themselves they can do it.
0: Okay, okay. So, so when you say dangerous things, you're talking about skydiving—that sort of dangerous thing. Yeah, but you're talking about yeah, more behavioural um, things, like drugs and alcohol and that sort of thing.
1: Oh all types can sort of go there for different reasons it's yeah. more it's more this pushing back against the fear they don't want to feel the anxiety yeah. so they push back against it and do things that are a little bit more um risky risky mm, okay okay then yep. then then the normal than the six would than the the the, the, six, the phobic six would do
0: okay we
1: they, call the counterphobic.
0: yeah Excellent. Okay, so then
1: the, the last of the, the, is, the uh, is the type seven, mm-hmm. and they can be called the adventurer or the epicure. Um, they're the sort of people that are very upbeat about life, happy. They could be called the happy person. Sometimes uh, they're nicknamed the Peter Pan of the Enneagram because okay. they, they have fear. Mm. They don't want to get in touch with, with it. So their life is always about don't go to the pain. I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to feel the fear. I'll just keep life up and happy. Yeah. And they can come, you, you know these sort of people that are upbeat all the time. They, um, um. They can become a bit annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they, they always want you to be happy. They can't, don't like it when you're not happy. Yeah. Um, but they're also because their brains are so active. They're great creatives too. They've got, they 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 jump from idea to idea to idea, and they can be very creative there are a lot mm-hmm. of fun to have around can really help life lighten life up um but they also want to contribute to the world so even though people recognize this this happy upbeat side there's also a part of them deeply wants to contribute something good for the world okay yeah Fantastic. but the work of the seven the work of the seven is to actually get in touch with this pain and anxiety that they have probably kept hidden most of their lives
0: yeah i mean yeah. i've i'm I often say to my, my children, I mean, especially uh, my daughter, she's, um, she's almost 17 and she's dealt with anxiety um, as a lot of teenagers do. Mm. And I've, I've said to her, I've said, look, I said, you've got to feel your feelings Mm. because I find that no matter what Enneagram you're talking about, there is some suppression of feelings that, that we're, that we're not getting in touch with Mm. and by feeling it, then it's often a relief um, that allows you to become your true self. Um, so that's why I find this really, really interesting. Now, if somebody was to, um, they, they figure out what their what their Enneagram is, um, do the Enneagrams change as you go? You, you have different stages throughout life, right? Do yeah. the Enneagrams change as you go through life? Or basically when you're born, have you got a specific Enneagram?
1: Well, I think I said that earlier mm-hmm. that we have a temperament we're born with, and yes. then it's how we respond to life in those early very first few years of life mm. that determines our personality. Because right. we're talking about personality here, mm-hmm. what type the Enneagram is your personality type, and it's how you view your lens, you view life through. Yes. So we in we say no, you start, you're always that type, but you grow from you grow in maturity in your type. Okay. So you find, you know, this is where the work's beautiful because once you recognise the gifts of your type Mm. that are peculiar to your particular growth journey. Yes. That's that's who you become, and so you don't try to become someone else. You become learn to become the best of who you
0: are, because every type has has the the beneficial and the not so beneficial aspects to it. Yes. And so by actually maturing in that particular type, you can really harness those beneficial aspects. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fantastic. Now, when we talk about spirituality and we talk about consciousness, um, those that are highly intuitive, um, would they be coming more from like the, heads, the, the head space as opposed to like the heart space when it comes to the Enneagram? No, no, no. No? All types
1: no no because it, it, the gut center for instance highly intuitive mm-hmm. um, yep. you know it, it, all the centers have a way of becoming conscious you know yes. and we talk about the three-legged stool and part of the work of the enneagram is three centers of intelligence have to be balanced mm-hmm. so even though you may be predominantly a head type part of the work is to open up your heart and gut center yes so for instance, problem solving and all the rest of it, sometimes if you like these arrows and lines that I will talk about in, in the course, it's very helpful to actually access. So for instance, if you're a head type, you may, your access may go to the heart center and that's where you can find some, a different way of thinking and perceiving things and mm. the gut is another way of doing it. So part of the work is to balance, to balance the three centers of intelligence. You will always be predominantly your type, yeah. but you centers of intelligence will becoming more developed. I'm sorry I have a sweep a street sweep that's <laughs> <this>. okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah so now all and when it comes to this you talk this sense of a higher consciousness um as we become more aware of the essence of who we are then that's where the, the you know the consciousness the great yeah. lies. So
0: Absolutely. as we
1: as we become less and less driven by some of the unconscious motivations Mm -hmm. yeah then the more conscious we are going to become of who we really are and 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 um these amazing gifts of our type and the the holy truths and the, uh, the holy whatever's you know it's very it's a very beautiful empowering system when, it, when it's worked. yeah it's
0: it's fascinating um it, it's not something i mean i've looked into it a little bit and as you were going through all those different types I'm, I'm going okay what what type am i like what's but obviously it's something that you've got to you've got to really delve into because you see aspects of yourself in so many of them you do and, and, and yeah and i think i said
1: to you earlier that a lot of people will go on oh i will go online you're still there i've lost you yeah i'm here you'll see me something's happened to my computer i don't know oh, i can still see you okay um so i'm sorry i don't know what oh, no can't i've lost you there we go <sighs> sorry It's okay here we go um that people may go online and do a test and look tests are okay i, I wouldn't say not to but um i never put a, a total amount of um uh I don't always believe that tests are going to give you your type. Yeah. Be an indication. But I, I think I've I, I've had people come to my workshops that have done an online test and they've set themselves in cement over years of being a certain time because they've read it on a bit about it in the book and they've done an online test. But then when they start to work with the system, yeah, they start to understand themselves better. And, and the test that they answered online really isn't who they really are. So I think it's important for people to understand, do a little bit, but you'll never really understand the Enneagram unless you start to engage with it at a much deeper level. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. And
1: I, I, think, I think that... Open, and sorry, and being open mm. to uh, discovering your type over time. Some people may get
0: it straight away, but others may take some time and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Doesn't yeah matter. you don't you don't need to be in a rush with it. Um, developing and figuring out your your true self uh, takes a, a lifetime. It's a and journey all, and also
1: even though we talk about just being nine types we've actually got what we call the subtypes in that and that's so that's twenty seven and there's more uh, little nuances to the system so people will often say, oh, "I don't want to be put in a box, but this work doesn't put you in a box. it actually helps you get out of your box.
0: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely and, it, and it's definitely something that I am actually going to delve into is my um, Enneagram because uh, I think it's fascinating and um, I, I think I might actually even go to the VIP workshop because I think that'll be um, fascinating to to get in and, and start to discover it so if somebody was to was to want to start to, to work on a, their personality type what would be the best first step?
1: uh do a workshop with me
0: (laughs) do the workshop go to the vip workshop people uh, as a start and then um and then margaret's got other workshops that you can also attend that will help you to really delve deeper into this because it's it's something that can't be can't be described in a you know 45 minute interview so um but i think that we have covered a lot today margaret and i i really do appreciate your um you coming on the on the summit and discussing this topic with us so uh before we do finish up um i just wanted to ask you also you work with companies as well don't you yes and so you find that the enneagram actually helps with things like leadership and emotional intelligence and communication um so how how would would it differ um when you're working with companies as to when you're working with individuals in case any companies are interested in in um harnessing this
1: mm. well look it's different um in some ways it's not different because what mm. we're trying to do for if, if leaders for instance what, what i work with with leaders is not only do they learn to understand themselves but they they start to get insight into their t- other people's behavior and that's what this enneagram system's about you're not only learning about yourself you're learning about the way other people view yeah. life. Because it's, and no one's right or wrong. Often we think my way is the only way and you've got to do it my way. Yeah, but once you understand that people view life through different lenses, mm-hmm. that it's just as right as yours, um, leaders can start to get an understanding of perhaps the right places to put people in work situations. Yeah. And and also understand how conflict can be resolved because you understand where they're coming from. Um, so yeah, there's a whole lot of different ways I work depending on what people are interested in. But essentially, people do the introduction and learn about the, the system first. And then from that, we work in particular areas with management or teams or leaders.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. So before we go, are you, is there anything else you wanted to add? And what, um, where can people find out a bit more about you?
1: Um look probably my website. You mm-hmm. go my website um, which is just it's marg, Easy. Fantastic. And, easy to remember. Yes.